When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Conversations. Not Your Average Perspectives. Not Your Average Black Girls. Hey, not your average black, not your average black girls, not your average black, not your average black girls. I don't know why. I'm I really like, wish y'all join in. Like, I know. I'm not I really just, at this point, that's just like your thing. I just leave it to you. Uh, but I, I want mean, it to be our thing. No, no. you got it. You got it. Mm. Wow, <laughs> <that's> y'all. <laughs> y'all, we are back with another episode. It is Megan, Jordan, and Dice. And today we are joined by a very special guest, a friend of ours. His name is Jeff. Jeff, go ahead and talk to the people. Tell them about yourself, anything you want them to know. Yo, what's up, everybody? My name is Young F8. They're going to call me Jeff throughout this podcast. It's just going to be easier. Uh, I'm a host of my own podcast. It's called Hefe's House. You can find it on SoundCloud, Spotify, and the Apple Podcast app. We'll be expanding soon, so check me out on uh, all my handles are uh, Young Hefe. You can find me there. Y'all make sure y'all follow Jeff and support him for his podcast. He is a black man, so y'all know we got to keep it all in the family. Um, before we jump into this topic, which is going to be a good one, y'all, I'm going to go ahead and let Dice give y'all that NYABG shout out. Dice, who you got for us? Yeah, so today's shout out goes to Greta Jackson. She is the first black woman to own an Outback Steakhouse. Steakhouse. <laughs> I had a little drink. <laughs> an Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Just oh, keeping God. it real with y'all. Yeah, in the Detroit area. So she spent 20 years working in different roles at Outback and started out as a part-time server in order to make extra money to take care of her daughter. So recently she posted about her achievement in becoming an owner and she was not expecting to receive so many accolades for her accomplishment. She has gotten gifts, flowers, and an overwhelming amount of love and support. So she was quoted saying, don't let other people tell you what you can't do because of your situation. Show them what you can do in spite of your situation. Greta has inspired not only her now adult daughter, but other black women as well. And we hope she will serve as inspiration to our listeners. That's what's up. Proud of her. That's a huge accomplishment. Great motivation. Keep following your dreams. Um, If y'all want to support her and you live in the Detroit area, the address of the Outback Steakhouse that she owns will be in the description of this episode. So y'all make sure y'all go support a black woman. All right. We got to get into this topic, y'all, because I'm intrigued to learn and just be here with y'all in this moment. Um, We're going to talk about whether or not there's a love for something that apparently the universe calls blurs. If you don't know what a blurred is, I'm going to kind of let Jeff like break it down for y'all and explain what that means and what is a blurred and just give it to us. Like educate us, Jeff. 
All right. So one thing, we're not a monolith. Uh, blurs come in all shapes, sizes, and and, and beliefs. Uh, but how I understand blurs to be is just somebody who, you know, of course you're black. We had to add that to the nerd, but you may have been, you may have come up being interested in something that at the time socially wasn't like the most sought after thing or the most, it wasn't addressed really with a friendly way. You know, it might've been looked at in a dorky way at first, but now it's kind of turned into its own monster and, and it's, it's something to be revered now. So I'm liking how it's looking. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I never heard of that before Jordan brought it to our attention. I was like, what is a blurred? Um, and when she broke it down, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Cool. I feel you. Um, what do y'all feel like is like, like what's nerdy these days? Because I'm going to be honest, like, in my opinion, some of the things that people would call nerdy are things that I've always liked. So I want to hear from somebody else because it might just be me. Um, so I would say like <laughs> app building, which I don't think that's probably like <laughs> the nerdiest thing you can do. A whole job. But, yeah, definitely a whole like, um, I don't know, just being a whole entrepreneur, you know, Silicon Valley is like something to definitely like um, revere these days and like strive for. But nonetheless, I think if you sit in your room and actually build an app, like code an app, that's some nerdy shit. But it, I mean, respectable. But <laughs> that's some nerdy shit. Okay. <laughs> what else? I mean, I feel like um, you know people always say like anime, video games, comics, like stuff like that. Like I think a lot of people consider that stuff to be nerdy. Um, I don't. But I mean, I could be completely wrong here. Like, Jeff, do you feel like that's a fair analysis of like some fun things that people consider to be nerdy? Yeah, I mean, because it was. I mean, anime, it it wasn't as as welcome as it is back you know, as it is now. Like back in the day, you kind of you were either were a fan or you weren't and you weren't really loud about it. <laughs> you were kind of like you kind of snuck in and, you know, did sign language and code to try to figure out who else was really out here in these anime streets back in the gap. Just so, you know, you didn't get clowned too hard. But, you know, you was like, hey, man, you know, what's up with that? Inuyasha? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 it's, it's, it's just something that that uh, that's just how it used to be. But when you really kind of look at it, we, you can put imagery in your head on like if you can imagine somebody, if you're imagining somebody who was interested in it and they had like glasses with the break in the middle with the tape and everything. Uh, if, if that's how you see the person interested in that thing, that's probably what that's probably some nerdy stuff. OK, yeah, I can see it when you put it that way. What about D- Dice? You ever been into stuff like that? You ever been into like comics? <laughs> so, <laughs> just go put her on the spot. <laughs> um, I'll just Dice, you like Harry Potter, huh? Just oh, you just gonna put her business? Like y'all double team. Thank you, Jordan. They, y'all um, double team. Like, I don't even talk to them. You'll see I just want you to know, I'm, I'm here for you in these blurred streets. You know what I'm, I'm saying? They try to double team you. We even right I, now. I <laughs> thank you. I spent three years of my childhood in Okinawa, Japan, because my dad Ooh. was a Marine, Ooh. and so I got exposed to a lot of that stuff like really early on in comparison Love to it. like your average American kid. Love so it. we were like serious about Pokemon cards. Pokemon was definitely like the shit. Like if you weren't watching Pokemon, I don't know what you were doing. Like I used to trade cards, didn't know Talk what the hell niggas. I was doing. I would be trading cards because I just wanted somebody else's cards and look cool. Um, so this day, I 
still have a Pokemon card collection and it's in mint condition and I low key need to sell it because it's like in a photo Ooh. album. So it has yeah. basically not been touched. Sell that. Sell that. Um, so Get that's definitely, I would consider that heavy on the nerd side. Um, also, when I was in Japan, Harry Potter was released over there before it was released in America. So I came in already like two books deep. By the time I got back to the to the U.S., I think I was like 10 or 11. And that's when everybody was still like talking about the first book. And I was like, okay, yeah, I've been there, done that. Um, anyways, I will say I as I got older, I started to be more like quiet about certain things because, you know, I'm just going to be honest with y'all. I'm 30 years old, so I'm an old lady. And um, when I was in middle school and definitely in high school, like it was definitely uncool. Like nobody was talking about Pokemon anymore at that point. It had kind of died low key. Um, The only thing that you could kind of get away with talking about was like Dragon Ball Z if you watched it. Um, But that was about it. And even then it was still kind of few and far between. And I just remember one incident that I can reference for y'all is I was in math class, which I hate math. So that's definitely not no nerd part of me. I was in math class and I was sitting next to the quote unquote weird kid. And, you know, he was actually low key kind of cool, though, but see, nobody knew because everybody thought it was weird. And so I started talking about how I like to watch Invader Zim. And so I knew I could tell him because I figured he would be the type to be watching that shit. <laughs> and so he was like, yeah, it's such a good show. Da, da, da. You know what I'm saying? So like I had my one nerd moment and that's all I got for y'all. Because other than that, I don't think I really did anything as I got older that was nerdy aside from, and this is arguable, play the Sims. Um, so I, I did still that. do that. Yeah, so so. I did that regularly. Uh, that's <laughs> I eternal. That regularly. That's, that's and Roller Coaster Tycoon. I'll add that in as well. <laughs> say, say that. Yes. I'm sorry. I got excited. Roller Coaster <laughs> Tycoon 2 was a play, um, I used to play Toontown. Does that count? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It counts. All right. See, so you just. I know what it is. Counts, you had to pay for that. You had to pay for that. So yes. it's like you went to distance. <laughs> Cause I didn't get it because you had to pay for it, but it's like I wanted it. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. You had I to pay it. for that. But Toontown was addictive, man. Like you get on, you can't get off. It's similar to The Sims. That's why I very rarely play it because when I start, like I'm trying to see this journey through. Like I'm trying to get to the elder age. <laughs> Y'all know that takes like a month. So yeah, I'll be having my lifetime span on long. So that's why I can't get sucked in. But Dice, you did more than I thought you did. I was like, dang. Hey, I, I, res- I resonated with so much of that it made my heart warm when you talked about you had that album listen i had like i had lost my album in a move but then when i was in college i was working in apartments and somebody left a whole box had some some good ass uh excuse my language some good uh Yu-Gi-Oh cards in there that covered up i was like ooh, bless them it wasn't quite i got a couple pokemon cards not a lot but a whole lot of Yu-Gi-Oh cards that i know was slapping on market so i was so i was so happy oh my god i have never done anything with any cards. Y'all got me on that one. I ain't never been in that. Oh, I used to always want to know why mm-hmm. people was bringing their binders of cards to class. <laughs> the joy, the joy, <laughs> listen, the joy of slapping a card down, the joy of slapping a card down from some nerdy shit that you know nobody can do anything with. Oh, yeah. the smile on your face of victory when you know you just ate them up. It was like, oh, you wasn't ready for me. My deck better. Yeah, he lied. The times when I actually played the game, yes. You ain't do it often because one too many of us <laughs> Like I said, like me and Dice just said, we wasn't communicating. Like it wasn't no, wasn't no safe space. You know, just sneaking, you know what I'm saying? This prohibition Jordan. on the nerd stuff back in the gap. So, Jordan, you know. can you picture Dice like 
10, 11 years old. Like, I don't know. I, I'm just picturing this light skinned girl with like some braids and some fashion glasses. <laughs> like, slick, got some Pokemon cards in her book bag. Like, killing the game with the fashion now. Easily the best dressed in the class, but like, little do they know, Shardy got the Pokemon cards in the bag, like, just ready for the battle. I was too cool oh, for school. Lord. I couldn't bring that around them kids. I can't believe it. See, what's crazy is like, I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe me and my friends are just well rounded. Cause like I said, I always used to be like, why they got them binders and stuff? But like, it would be the cool kids, so to speak, doing that stuff. Like, it wouldn't just be the, I mean, yeah, you had your, your, your stereotypical nerdy people doing it, but the cool people was doing it too. So like, it never was necessarily unacceptable. One thing I can think of that like was maybe slick kind of could get you alienated at the schools I went to is like that emo stuff. But even with that, like <laughs> even with that, like that's, we all loved different. Paramore. You know what I'm saying? Like Paramore black, oh, yeah. black content. That's that's just yeah, good vibes. I mean, yeah, you know, we just so we might like, you know, bump a Paramore album together, but like we might wouldn't eat with them at lunch because they was wearing like black trench coats in August and I'm from Savannah. So that was kind of <laughs> suspect. But I mean other than that, everybody was pretty Jordan what you what, what about you what you done did have you done anything um I don't know like I kind of feel like everything that y'all just named is stuff that I was into like um and also too I had my brother who is a self-proclaimed blur the first one I ever met so he and I had some interest alike but I really only liked it because of him so I mean a bit of Pokemon like I would play his video games like Final Fantasy um he definitely got me into like Invader Zim uh Inuasha Dragon Ball Z like if I wanted to kick it with him I had to do what he liked because we seven years apart so he wasn't about to just let me kick it with him for fun like I had to just you know bite my tongue and watch whatever he was watching if I wanted to chill so um that was pretty much it but I went to a magnet high school as well so we all kind of like had a touch of technology you know like in our veins like we all just kind of like tinkered with computers or if people were into engineering you got to express that at an early age or graphic design is what I did so we all have always like just kind of been I guess I'll say like drawn to computers and stuff like that but I feel you yeah I don't know if I was like a a nerd or a blurred like I I ain't walk around with the briefcase (laughs) what's funny is I don't know y'all might have been a little too young um (laughs) but what's funny is oh please MySpace came around. Don't do you this. learned how to do a lot of nerdy yeah. shit. We coded. We were coding. Yeah, we were coding with MySpace. So it's like you didn't even really we think that. that listen, listen, I was so proud of myself with that, with that, with that uh, weed, mar- with that marijuana plant leaf <laughs> matrix, <laughs> that marijuana that plant background. leaf matrix background drop. Oh, I was so proud of that. I ain't even gonna lie. I hadn't smoked not a damn thing. I don't know what my little twelve-year-old ass was talking about, but smooth. It's hilarious. But you but did yes. it though. Nah, my layouts were fine. Like people, I was that person where people would be like, "Can you log into my account and do that layout?" I one hundred percent should have kept that up. I'm pretty sure I could have been making somebody's millions by now. I mean, for real. But we just—I don't think we realized what we were doing. We're gonna talk about that friends list, though. We're gonna—we're gonna talk about. How, how oh, I used to hide mine. I used to hide mine all the time. Yeah, I had to hide mine. You I had were to smart. hide mine. Y'all was people, smart. People well, would y'all get some feelings. I was, I was dumb. I was dumb. <laughs> I was dumb. I just played the numbers game. Nah. Folks get in their feelings. Mm-hmm. I, I had some for mm-hmm. Yeah. I it was so mm-hmm. weird. Plus, it would mess up the flow of my page anyway. I like to keep it, you know, <laughs> Why like. Why is your number one? Oh. What? Right? No, for real. But okay, so. 
Aside from like games and like comics and stuff, I know I personally always was kind of like teased for this, but I guess it never affected my like, it never affected me having friends. It just was a thing. But like, um, not like drinking and smoking, like, especially as we got into like the earlier, I mean, the later years of high school and stuff, right? Like, that also was kind of, you know, I guess blurred behavior, if you will. Like, somehow you weren't as cool or you weren't as like, I don't know, preferable to hang out with if you didn't do those things or like if you didn't know every single thing about pop culture, like God forbid you did not watch BT Uncut on Saturday and could not talk about it on Monday. Like, how dare you? <laughs> I, miss I mean, that's just my experience, though. That's kind of like even arguably like today, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, if you bump into somebody who doesn't drink or, you know, who doesn't have, I don't want to say like that vice, but just some, some type of way to just release stress, um, people are always like, what do you do? Like they always say, well, what do you do? What do you mm-hmm. do then? What do you do? So I think people still kind of find that like taboo, which is what all of these things were back then, but they still find, you know, like none drinking, none smoking, none cussing, stuff like that to be taboo today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that's just kind of reflective on how society is bid. And I think it's changing to, to where that's less common. That's why we're all like just comfortable even speaking about it now. But even back then where it's like you, you, Cause I ran into that issue a lot. Like I didn't drink or nothing until, you know, I, my first time really drinking was my 21st birthday, but it was like, until then you would always get the repeat question of really? Like after you said, nah, I don't drink or I, you know, I never drunk. They'd be like, really? For real? Like, did you have, you know, a bad experience type stuff? You're like, nah, I just choose not to. I'm just cool without it. It's just like, nah, but like, Yo, daddy was like alcoholic or something. Nah, bro. Like I was just, I just looked at it and I was like, that's an activity I don't want to do. And it's just, you know, when you're, when you're kind of going against the status quo, like people are always going to look at it weird. Like, why aren't you on this boat? Like we all here, like what makes you different? I think that's where that will come from. So um, I'm glad you said that because my thing is, (laughs) I admitted to having a drink earlier on this podcast. Um, So I obviously drink, but (laughs) nevertheless, I drink like I'm more of like a recreational drinker a couple times a week, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Now, I've known people who drink and get, you know, damn near fucked up, just putting it plainly on a regular basis. Like that's uh-huh. a weekly activity for them to get messed up. Mm-hmm. And so they don't that's think sad. anything's wrong with that. And I'm like, eh, I mean, you do you by all means, but I don't think it's cute to be, you know, that messed up every week or every weekend or whatever. And so like, I think a lot of times they look at it as like, oh, I'm, I'm having fun. I'm like the party girl or I'm that, I'm that nigga, you know, whatever, like whatever the case may be. I think that's how a lot of them view it without realizing like, you know, after 25, that train kind of slows down. Your tolerance ain't really what it used to be. It's just, I don't see how they do it because to me, it's just not worth the hangover the next day. But nevertheless, y'all. <laughs> I remember this one time, the last time, well, no, it wasn't the last time, but this one time I went drinking with Dice one weekend, that Sunday mm-hmm. Funday weekend. More so, <laughs> I went drinking with you because that's usually no, the trouble No, I was start. drinking with oh, you. No. I was drinking with you. I was trying to keep up with Dice. Kept saying, yeah, another one, another one. What was that we were getting? Um, what was that thing called? Painkillers. I was about to say some hunch punch, some something, no, but it's called painkiller. I just know the other person that was with us said she woke up the next day and was praying <laughs> to the Lord to take the al- take the taste of alcohol away from her. Like that's how messed up we all were. Like 
Oh, I was fine. It was crazy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so that's why I say we were drinking with you because never again. That's when I realized like I've aged out of this lifestyle. Like I can't do it no more. And so I had COVID for like a week with the way my chest was hurting. I was like, yo, like I can't, I can't do this no more. I just think their tolerance was a little lower. That's all. But yeah. Man, I ain't gonna lie. Like I don't drink a lot, but when I do, I love it. <laughs> like when I go home, <laughs> like when I go home and like a bunch of us are in town, because a lot of people, you know, have moved away from Savannah. But like when I go home and it's a bunch of us there, like I love it. What time are we going downtown? But I mean I, I am with you though, Dice. Like I don't ever get like like I can't stand being sick so I'm with you like the people who will push themselves to that limit of getting sick I'm like yeah that's a bit much like you're actually killing the vibe because now we got to take care of you but man I ain't gonna lie I don't drink often I'm kind of recreational like you but when I do I mean I'll I be, I be here for it I'm not gonna lie but I, <laughs> but, but I was gonna ask y'all like how do y'all think stuff has changed like over the years but I feel like we kind of you, you know touched on that like I think Jeff put it really in a nice way like whenever you're kind of going against the status quo like people always kind of look at you sideways and I think over the years that's changed because like we see people now talking about things that would have considered um been considered weird or like nerdy back in the day now people talk about it like it's nothing um but jeff i did kind of want to get like your perspective a little bit like why do you identify like as a as a blurred like how did you develop some of your interests like give us give us some background um just just shoot looking back at my life i mean it was it was obvious i was always kind of a an isolated kid i mean i'm naturally an in- introvert you know as as contradictory as like having a podcast may sound but um no i was always just the one to kind of stay to myself i like to um, I was always just into video games and I was always just falling in love with the story and just the content I was into. Like, uh, like dice, I had the opportunity to be overseas because my dad was in the military. Uh, so I would be overseas and that's when I got introduced to manga is when I was overseas. And that's why I was like, Oh, this is even dope. Like I, I was already familiar with Dragon Ball Z, but I had never seen a manga before. I was like, man, this is a whole, you know, a whole different vibe. And so, you know, but just everything that I'm into, like Marvel, I'm a huge Marvel fan. Uh, I'm a huge just PlayStation fan. I love just just everything PlayStation from their exclusives to just how they developed over the time. Um, anime, of course. I mean, I have Shenron tatted, tatted on me. You know, those that know, know. It's, it's you know, I got, Shen- I got Shenron and all the Dragon Balls on me, baby. Like, I'm good to go, but... It's just um, that's that's why I know that I identify as blurred. You know, I just you, you go through the stripes of being a blurred. You understand where you are. What I'm with you on the Marvel 100 percent. Like sure. I, I love Marvel. Um, I could talk about it for forever. So do you feel like you were accepted like coming up as a kid and stuff in the black community? Like, did you did you find that the black kids kind of like shunned you um, or were they welcoming? Like, how was that for you? I mean, it was it was a balance. I mean, of course, you had you when you found your crowd, you found your crowd. But you also, you know, were met with hostility. I mean, even not just as a kid, but even like an undergrad, it would be like, you know, why do you even watch that type of stuff? Why do you why are you into that stuff, at least to, you know, whatever degree you are? I mean, we've all had those experiences where it's like, you know, you've been told something that made you feel a little awkward about the fact that you're even interested, you know, and it's just like. It's it's just we're coming from an age of where ignorance was really the the 
the proponent of our society. Like that was the pinnacle of our society. You know, ignorance was bliss. But now, you know, we're transitioning, you know, we're in the age of Aquarius head ass. But, you know, we're transitioning into a world where everybody's becoming more enlightened on themselves and others and understanding that we're all really not that different. And so that's why now, you know, being a blurred and like you just said, like the status when we talked about the status quo, now everybody's coming out with their quirks or their weirdness or their strange awkwardness about themselves and just being open because now it's just the status quo is it's a safe space to be you because all of us to some degree have been like subjugated to some sort of rule of just like you know the dumb jock so to speak like metaphorically yeah that for so sure so in depth and so profound I know right <laughs> don't, boost yeah. me, don't boost me don't boost me I'm sorry don't boost me I'm sorry but see, what I narrow it down to is like some people are just comfortable being themselves you know mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I was talking about earlier when I say like I feel like I've always been into some weird things but I've never yeah. hit it like those are just my I mean those are just my hobbies and I didn't really care if it was preferred or not um but i mean it is what it is but i think that's great like it sounds like you unlike some people like i know some people unfortunately weren't as in touch or as comfortable with like being themselves um you might not like relate to one more than the other but do you feel like do you relate to black culture more or like your blurred culture more Blurred culture is black culture when you really like get down to it. I ain't really trying to, I ain't really trying to listen like a real blurred, like is really just a, is really just a cure, a curious soul, like a traveler on this, on this plane right now. You know what I'm saying? You always Mm -hmm. trying to provoke and see different, like it's, we're creative people. Black people are creative people. We come from the creator. You know what I'm saying? Directly. We are, we are the descendants. We are the, the images of the creator, which is the mother. So in my mind, in my mind. So it's like when you see that, like stories are told, our stories are told in these different um, um, in these different ways of telling a story, like all these different things that nerds are into, blurs are into are really just a creative way of telling the story of life and universe and existence. When you think about it, like Lovecraft Country, right? It used science fiction, it used science fiction to Same. to to emphasize and to really show you just how dangerous and how vilified like the, the, the black experience is in this country that known as the United States and really just being a black person on this globe. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's all of these things are just analogous or just like parallels to what we're going through, told through how somebody else sees the world. You know what I'm saying? With the books that we read, the video games that we play, the animes or the movies that we watch, the comics that we read. We just we you identify with some of those people like I attach myself to the heroes. You know what I'm saying? As 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 vain as that sounds like I'm I'm Luke Skywalker in this bitch. Like I'm gonna walk that. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, you know, we get these notes through different stuff like music right like Leslie Odom sings about you know look for the silver lining you know what I'm saying all these heroes are looking for that silver lining they they tangle with the darkness and the light and you find your gray area your silver lining and that's just how you how you learn to win in this world so black people people, that's that's our experience as black people we was on top we got hit with a little tragedy it's not a little I ain't mean to you know minimize it we got hit with this tragedy that you know is our existence now but we're better humans we're better beings better consciousness to go to go throughout this existence now that we know how we've been how we were treated and how we can do better than anybody i'm here for it i'm gonna take this opportunity to tell y'all since jeff has created such a safe space (laughs) 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 take this opportunity to tell y'all all the listeners that my personal quirk is i am a self-proclaimed true crime junkie 
Always oh. have been. Uh-huh. I'm just putting it uh-huh. out there because Megan was talking earlier about people being shamed, and see, I was shamed for it, like what? because I wait, used wait, to wait, love wait. watching like unsolved mysteries and forensic mm. files, and all these things. People thought it was weird. They thought I was weird. I'm like, I'm not no. trying to murder nobody, y'all. I just right. find the stories listen, interesting. Listen, like, listen, listen, Dice. This is how much you and I relate. This is going to sound weird to the people who won't. It's cool. I got a whole encyclopedia up there with the stories of serial killers. I find it very interesting how they I get away with like stuff. That. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like to look into that and the, psych- the psychology of that. But I know when I invite people over and they see my bookshelf <laughs> and they see this big ass, red ass, like bright colored ass, large lettered ass book that says serial killers, <laughs> like in bold. You know what I'm saying? They're like, why? You know, I, I see the court to turn in the neck like a dog and heard something funny, like, Burr. you know what I'm saying? I see that and I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to explain well, to, to you. Like, fair. I'm not a serial killer. I just <laughs> find their stories well, very most- fast. Right. They start out by studying other serial killers. So that is. But see, their reasons is different. It's studying to understand their mind and their psychology. Those people are studying because they want to mimic them. Mm -hmm. That's 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 yeah. See, 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 I was about to hit that right there. It's the psychology of it. Serial killers are. You got to get the judgment that I was talking about, Jordan. Oh no, I got judgment that I was talking about. Watch this. Look, we go. We go double up on what you said. Listen, Jordan, you got to understand a true serial killer, one that's hard to the core. You know what I'm saying? They are narcissists, really, in at heart. When you think about it, they're too vain to study somebody else to really do something like that because. Because the, the ones you're talking about is like what she said. The Zodiac Killer had something so had one of these bad. And Jack the Ripper has this bad. Is copycat killers. The Hillside ones who, again, they look, they look to that because they're, when you think about it, like the, the interesting thing you look at when it comes to serial killers, I know this is a huge tangent, but I'll make the connection. The interesting thing about serial killers is the most of the time it's just those people were smart enough to outthink everybody else around them to get away with the crimes that they've done for so long. It's just like a level of just outthinking and outpacing, right? That's what builds their 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 notoriety amongst the serial killer community. Whereas a copycat killer, you don't get no credit for just doing what somebody else already figured out and did it a little better or, or did it in your own little style. You know what I mean? Most of the times so they're true. too they're too vain to really do that. They're doing it in their own fashion. They want to make their statement. You know what I mean? They yeah. want to be so known as the night stalker. Huh? Yeah. So you're saying like by definition, you could not be a serial killer from studying other serial killers because that wouldn't be narcissistic enough. You would just set your own path. You just be a copycat killer if you if you study Don't somebody else. You're a copycat killer. <laughs> that's, 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 you know what I'm saying? But, uh, I'm just gonna move on. Jordan is trying to incriminate you on no, this I podcast. Saw it. I saw it. That's why I said it the way I said it. I knew what she was going for. We counselor. Know. Nate, what's next? <laughs> Listen. Well, before we go into what's next, I want to know if Jordan has any quirks. Like Jordan, you got anything anything weird about yourself? Um, sure I think did. my personality is the quirk. Like <laughs> I don't. I knew you were gonna say that. It just with me. That's it just is what it say. is at that time. Like I just I don't know. You know what's going on up in here? I'm just here. I'm. I'm I know you're. I'm, I'm happy to be here. This isn't necessarily like. I mean, a quirk, but from the years I've known Jordan, I'll say one is like you watch some very interesting things on YouTube. Like the YouTube rabbit holes that you go down sometimes, I'm like, when you'll tell me things, I'm like, well, how did she even come across that to begin with? I think, and this may not be like a quirk, but um, speaking of just YouTube and the weird things that I watch on YouTube, 
I love new music. Like I love just that underground unknown music artist. Like as soon as somebody is like played on the radio, then it just kind of like soils the whole Facts. experience for me. Facts. So being on YouTube, um, I will click there and listen to all the suggestions that they give me. I don't care. Like I will sit there and listen That's for a, a new artist game. just to find some, I know, just to find somebody else to vibe to. So that probably is I a bit relate. of a quirk. I do. I'm kind of like yeah. that with like researching things. Like have you ever seen that meme where it's like me looking up something important at 10:59, and then it says like me at 5 a.m. in the morning googling who killed John Bonet. Like that's me. I'm that person. Yes. Like I went to my phone for that one fun fact, and then it Ooh. went down this whole train of stuff that don't even pertain to my life. But 1,100 tabs <laughs> open. No, for real, that's me. And I'm, I, I do. I got it real bad after a movie too. Um, we did that the other night after watching this terrible movie, just googling everything. Okay, so I'm gonna kind of shift gears a little bit. We're gonna get a little, we're gonna get a little spicy, right? So oh, we got to talk about like, like finding and pursuing mm-hmm. love in the black community as a blurred. So like. Jeff, do you feel like a lot of black women, um, you know, had your interests or occupied, you know, your spaces when you were younger and into everything that you're into? Uh, not when I was younger. No, I just ne- never really saw them in that light. Like it would be when you did come around a girl who was interested in something like that, you were stupid excited. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where you felt like, hey, you know what I'm saying? We could play, we could play games, we could do whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whoop-de-whoop. Like you would you'd be excited, but you know, no, nah, it wasn't, it wasn't wasn't as common but now i mean the trend has shifted and now you see women are getting into it more you know like i don't mean to, to to make it seem like it was exclusive to men but i do think it was a more boy dominated thing or at least with the at least with the content that i was ingesting you know what i'm saying i know a lot of girls grew up watching sailor moon and resonate resonating with that you know what i mean which is you know a dope goat anime in itself you know, what I'm saying content like that where but, you know, some of them weren't watching Gundam because that was like a boy cartoon, you know, or a boy anime or, you know, some may have not watched Inuyasha like that, like Jordan may have or something like that. But I do know that there were girls that were going through that. So it's like I can't can't say that they weren't. But now everybody's just comfortable saying, yeah, I do. Or they're now getting into it and catching up. So it's better now. It's getting better. Gotcha. So do you feel like like in today's time, like, do you feel like it's safe to say that your interests don't limit you? Like if a black woman finds out, oh, wait, he watches anime. Like you feel like that's going to like be a little bit of salt on your game or I mean, how does nah, that you, for you? Nah, nah, it's, just, it's not salt no more. And y'all, it's, I mean, people are not going to like that. I say this, but head ass as it sounds, I mean, Michael B. George is part of the reason why it's safe now for us niggas. Cause that when, you know, y'all know when he came out around the time when uh black Panther was coming out, he had a stronghold on black Twitter for so long that it was like a vice grip on your neck. Like he, he was everywhere. And then he came out with that interview and he mentioned like he was into nerdy stuff. And then it was like, Oh, well, you know, some of the ladies yeah. turned around and it was like, Oh, well, what was this nerdy stuff? And it, it, an email. I heard of this. I, he said, he's like an email. I don't, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's it, y'all don't want to admit it, but it's okay. It's it's all right. I mean, it's been peeped, but you know he's made it a little safer. But again, I got. I, got, I might. Have. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. 
Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Have an answer. Okay, no, you you do. Earlier you said mm, manga. <laughs> you didn't say manga. What did you call it? You said manga. Ma- what you call it? Manga? 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 Once again, it learn no something new today. Yeah. Her face curled up and everything, but that one. Don't call it a manga no more. I can't remember. I just know he said it like differently from Damn. how I thought because I always thought it was a manga. And you say that one more time. You said it was manga. manga. You said manga. <laughs> okay. So, no that's that's hilarious that's just classic jordan like at this point our listeners know like we are guaranteed to go off track just take it for what it is um all right so i do have something to say though meg i'm sorry dang all right <laughs> well, I just wanted to talk about, and I don't know if this is what you're about to get into, but um, one thing that I did want to explore was just not just black women, but how did like all women respond to you? Like, did you see an increase in response from white women? Do you feel like women outside of your race were able to relate a bit more um, to, to manga and anime? As you joking, I'm a, I'm said a, and all can that you repeat that line one more time? I'm a, I'm a not just, you, Jordan. Jeff. <laughs> yes. I'm I'm just, I heard something. I'm going to hear it again. I don't talk to white women. I just, okay. I'm sorry. Um, I don't mean to be. Never, you, you know never what? have. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna hold on, hold on. Let me. I, I currently do not talk to white women. I have not talked to them in the capacity of like dating in life. So it's like, ah, uh, I, I don't, I don't have an answer for that one directly. But as far as like dating outside my race, again, like my preference is black women. I just. Say it one more time for the call, people in I the just back. Want to call as a my, my, my as preference is black be, women. Sir. My preference is black women. I'm sorry. I need I need the melanin. I need I need yeah, the full. I mean, I need the full. Black black I need, anytime. Nah, right? I, just, I, I need that. Like I need the curls. I need. I need. We don't hear these things. I enough. need the minds of a black woman behind. We me. don't like, even have no men on here besides. <clears> no, I'm talking about in general, girl. I'm talking about in general out here in the world. We don't hear these things enough. Jordan was about to take it personal. She's about to be like, hold up, my. My brother's on here. He never said he don't like black women. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I stand know. up for mine, but no. As you should, oh, though. I, I mean, you're a black that. man, so. Look, I'm dead. Listen, look, when I when I was younger, when I was you know in high school, like I dabbled with the idea of 
dating outside my race. And it was it it was an experience I had to have. Again, curious soul. I'm I'm gonna explore. And you know, now I'm I'm just certain in my findings that I do have a preference. I know what it is. You know, it's sort of I know what I like. You know what I'm saying? That's what that, that's what life is about. You go out, you figure it out, and then you come back like this was the answer. So yeah, I'm I'm stuck. See, ladies, y'all gotta make sure you ask the the right questions because he was gonna try and convince us that he ain't never date outside his race. No, 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 no. I did not. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out. Time out. I'm not. Hold on. <laughs> I did not say. I, I didn't say that I dated those women. I said I had. I we had encounters. <laughs> we had. I was gonna say you, you said you got your ex. <laughs> you hold on. I'm nobody's. <laughs> a, I am nobody's angel. Did you hold have on. an entanglement am, with a white woman? No, 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 ma'am. Listen, stop it, stop it. <laughs> Stop it. I'm talking like <laughs> Spanish women, man. I'm talking I we talking non black. I ain't say white. That's still outside your race, sir. Hmm? That's still outside your race. I said that. Yeah, I said, said listen, home, listen, 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 you're right. You're right. You caught me. Listen, that's still the uh, male. It's okay. No, it's, it's no, okay. no. It's okay. I never, I never dated outside my race, but have I, you know, have I experienced the, have I experienced some, some other races in other contexts? Yes, I have. And that's when I found out what slapped and what didn't for me. Like that's, this that's really what it was. about what you're what? Other girls and other races. I swear, we spent five minutes getting to that one point. If that's what you wanted to hear, you could have just said that. You could have just asked that. Like you didn't say that. Y'all said dating, dating, huh? Nothing. Go ahead. It's time to move on, man. Is it time? I'm saying dating. I'm gonna reel y'all back in. I'm gonna reel y'all back in. Dating and dating and and sex two different two different things. Jeff has, you know, that's a whole other clubhouse conversation. I don't want to bring clubhouse in here with women outside of his race. So we gonna leave it at that. He has conversed. We ain't gonna incriminate no further. <laughs> we just gonna leave it there, okay? <laughs> but listen, okay. So we talked about Michael B. Jordan, right? So, mm-hmm. and what other ways do we feel like we've seen like the black community shift? Like in terms of accepting things that might have once been deemed nerdy or not cool enough. You're saying what um, was it? Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. You can, you can repeat it. Anyways, I was just going to say that I feel like the shift has occurred really more so with the generation um, behind us. What is that like Generation Z and maybe like early millennial or whatever? Because I know like Megan Thee Stallion was very loud and proud about being into anime or whatever. And so I think because she was considered cool and, you know, the hot new female rapper on the scene, like a lot of people were like, oh, well, she's being open about like an anime. I like anime, too. I just wasn't telling y'all I like anime. And so I think it just kind of like opened up that world for her anyway she started that trend at least for some of maybe the black women that might not have been as comfortable going forward kind of like how michael b jordan was for the black men you know that were nerdier so yeah that's my take i feel you i mean you know like I said earlier, I think sometimes like people just aren't comfortable with themselves. And so it takes a little bit of encouragement, maybe from a celebrity that you you know admire or a person that you admire that, you know, in real life to come out and say like, hey, I like this, too, for people to want to open up. Um, so hopefully, I mean, you know, there's some people out here who after listening to this will be like, OK, so they all got their little things that they like. Like, I guess I'm not the oddball out. I feel like there's hope for our world to be accepting of these 
habits that I call fun, quite frankly. But I mean, you know, everybody ain't there yet. How you feel about it, Jeff? I agree with y'all. I think it's I think it's following that trend. I think we were that generation to kind of really spark this shift. I think we were the ones to really do big just dig deeper into into the stuff we were receiving and actually like standing up for the things that we believed in. And I mean, of course that's happened in the past, but I think we were the ones that kind of just addressed it in a different way. And then we also had the advantages of technology and time alongside with that. And we had the advantages of being able to access information a lot easier and, and disseminate it. You know what I'm saying? With, with the internet, with social media, uh, we just had more tools to make us a lot more effective with our efforts. So, you know, we're really just a culmination of our ancestors coming together, just 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 doing what we need to be doing and, you know, just kind of repeating that same cycle. And and, and as far as my own personal testimony, like my mom would always just instill this into me and my brothers is just like be a leader and not a follower. Like she would say that in our, whenever she would discipline us, encourage us, whatever it is, she was like, I, you know, she would whoop our ass. She'd be like, you know, it's because you'd be a fucking follower or something like that. Like she would legit like. That was like one one thing she would emphasize when she was raising us is like, don't be following nobody. If you if you feel like something wrong and somebody else trying to get you to do it, why are you going to follow them and do it? You know what I'm saying? That was just kind of how she was. She was kind of ironed on that. So I was good with with myself with those things, the things that I liked. I was like, there's no problem in liking this. There's no really no real harm in liking it. So some of us are easier to to accept in that. And then, like y'all said earlier, with like Meg and Michael B., like they made it easier for those that don't necessarily have that mentality to be like, oh, it's OK to do this. OK, like now I can do this because I saw that you do this like not everybody. And the problem is, especially in our community, that's seen as like a weak trait of like waiting or being beta or not necessarily being the leader or the alpha. And it's like that's not the case. You know, you need both to exist in this world. But, yeah, that's kind of where that comes from. Right? That's my take on it. No, for real. I love it. I'm all for it. And shout out to you your know. mom, because that is the same kind of stuff my mama was on like didn't matter what I liked or what I wanted to do as long as I was being true to me and not following up with somebody else mm-hmm. um Jordan do you have any final thoughts on this for us or how you feeling uh I'm gonna say ditto I'm gonna just echo everything <laughs> y'all said and especially everything Jeff said um and yeah good conversation guys <laughs> all right so the gist of this y'all is you know you got some little quirks out there about you like some anime some games you know watch a little bit of marvel a little bit of star wars whatever it may be you know if you're on that pokemon go app i don't really care what it is just be true to you and be y'all safe. already hear from jeff you know for our black men out there that listen to us um y'all heard it here from jeff he said he ain't had no problem pulling nobody so don't be ashamed of these habits okay and dice and i are both married um and i'm sure jordan's dms are not empty right so i ain't say i ain't had no problems now don't 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 i ain't say i ain't had no problems i just said like the nerd stuff ain't the problem let me just clear that up i ain't guarantee you gonna go out there and just be successful my g like we still struggling out here it's just 
the blurred but shit ain't, the, ain't know, the problem no more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like at least you know you it's know. not because of what you like. You know, right, it's not right, because right. of your hobbies. And I think that's the fear for a lot of people is like they're afraid to be themselves because they're afraid that they'll be like looked down on and people will lose interest because of what they find out they're interested in. And to so that, you know I mean? genuinely just say fuck perfect. it. I no, genuinely just say fuck it. If, if, if it's something that's really holding you back from doing something you like, if you know what you like isn't going to hurt anyone, you get pure joy out of that and you get to ex- escape this world for a little bit do that shit just Agreed. do that shit take care of you and your mentals agree all right y'all i feel like we gave y'all some you know some um what are you calling it y'all easter eggs whatever you know how they be putting eggs in the movies y'all know what i'm saying i feel like we didn't gave them to y'all easter eggs, yeah yes easter eggs okay i knew i was on to something um we're gonna get into this not your average news and i'm gonna kick it off and then jordan and dice will just you know they'll jump in about a news topic they're passionate about um but we have a black woman who has opened up an adult skating ring called moonlight roller lounge during the pandemic in chattanooga tennessee her name is adrian cooper and she said she wanted to make a space for young adults to get their boogie on and relive the middle school magic of the roller rink days um it also includes a custom designed skate line with all types of fun and funky colors so y'all check her out at moonlightroller.com and i feel like i have to say y'all remember an ACL when he was like no ticket no skates that's first thing i thought (laughs) of when when i heard this it's the coolest thing (laughs) i really do and then we have um, Lauren Simmons. She's the youngest and only woman um, trading full time on the NYSE. And she's a black woman, y'all. So y'all know we got to note that. Um, she's already set to have her own show titled Going Public, which is a Shark Tank inspired competition show that allows business owners to offer shares of their companies to invest in views, um, to investors in views. I'm sorry, y'all. And she's only 26. So like she's in our age group. That's so dope. So y'all check her out on Instagram at L.A. Simmons for more information and show details. I'm definitely going to watch that. That's gonna be I got so this cool. one, Megan. Yes, I'm about to say, Jordan, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I already know what it is. I don't know if y'all saw, but Zendaya just announced the next Spider-Man movie. The title, anyway. So the next title for um, the upcoming Spider-Man flick will be Home Slice. Uh, I don't even think I saw the one before this, but I'm just putting on because it's my girl Zendaya, so y'all know how I do, you know. So. Oh, no, I got this no. one to y'all. Bobby Smarter. Yeah. I know y'all heard about that. Yeah. Bobby, yeah. Bobby Smarter got released. Yeah. <laughs> He out there. So everybody's really excited about this in the streets. I know I am. Y'all remember we used to hit the big call of Batty about a week ago, a week ago. He might need to like just sit down. Do he like, might just need to sit down for a while and just think about his life. Because I don't even you know, know he if he can rap now. <laughs> Not everybody can come out and have that Gucci know. presence. Yeah, that's true too. But he definitely Not everybody can come out and have that Gucci presence. He ain't had that Gucci audience going in yet. We got yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be okay. No shade off the yeah. line. Like, I hope he do yeah. well. I just, I hope he just plans it out. That's it. Yeah. Well, everybody um, seems to be very excited about him coming back. So I think he will. Or he'll have the platform and the support. Of course. I so. know that's no question about that. Um, this is exciting for the Obama family, y'all. Malia Obama snagged a role as a writer in an upcoming Netflix series titled Beehive, created by Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. Now, I do not get excited if you are a major stan like Dice and myself. It is not Beyonce related, okay? But it is Blame. called 
hive. I just I know if you like me, you hear hive, you like okay, all right, by the seat of queen. That's <laughs> not what this is, okay. But still, big ups to our sis Malia Obama. Um, I think so, yesterday, today's February twenty fourth. Yesterday, Tiger Woods was in a car accident, I believe. So, um, keep him in your prayers. He is alive, and I think he's made it successfully out of his surgery. But um, it was a very terrible car accident, from what reports are saying. So y'all just be praying for him and you know pray for his journey and his recovery and then with that being said um we wanted to you know just acknowledge and commemorate the one year passing um of Ahmad Arbery it was on February 23rd yes and so you know we're still dealing with that and still waiting for justice to properly be served um I see articles all the time just because the area is so close to Savannah um about how they're just constantly trying to apply for his murderers to be put on house arrest or get this privilege, get that privilege. And, um, you know, sadly, we don't have any official justice for that yet, but y'all just stay on top of it. I feel like we've really come together as black people and tried to just make a difference um, about being murdered, quite frankly, in these streets. Um, And then the final piece of news, y'all, this really hurt me to my heart today to learn this. But Daniel Kaluuya recently revealed in an interview that he was not invited to the box office premiere of what I would call his breakout film, Get Out. I don't understand. Like, it was so crazy, y'all. It's in the interview. He, like, laughed about it. He was like, hey, man, that's the industry. And the people who were interviewing him were shocked. He was like, so, yeah, that's how it is. He said he was filming Black Panther at the time in Atlanta. And he was, like, offset, I think, in his hotel room, chilling. And then he's getting, like, texts from people. And it's like, oh, the people are responding so well to the movie. And he's like, wait, what? The premiere was tonight? Like, he was not invited. Like, oh, I just, they do black people so wrong, y'all. Whoever was working admin that day needed to be fired. As he says it, Ponfa. Yeah. <laughs> the accent, I'm here for it. Me and Jordan were saying, um, we was like, we didn't remember him looking, you know, he, he was looking up to par in that, in that interview. I was like, okay. I'm yes, right. he was. Real kind of, yeah, kind of like zaddy That vibe. Judas one, like, I wasn't I was feeling him it. and Judas and the Black Messiah. That look, I said, oh, Jesus. No. You know that wasn't going to be no Playboy role because they were kind of rough back then. I loved him in Widows. You know, like, he played a gangster. Just disrespecting Fred. Nah, I, mean, I love what Fred did. I'm just saying, like, we all knew this was going to be a sexy I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. That would be but weird. That would be good, weird. Though. That would be weird as hell. Was it, was it good? good? We were going to watch yeah. it. Okay. I thought it was good. It was. People were complaining. It was very sad to watch, but I thought it was good. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it was like angering to watch too. It was it was just infuriating, yeah. but it was it was done well. Lakeith Stanfield, he for one, he he does a great job of just having the fluidity with his roles. Like I love how he avoids mm-hmm. the whole like black monolith, you know, vice grip in Hollywood of just like you are the hood nigga or you are. You know, I'm saying the father figure or you are the grandfather like or, you know, whatever it is that we get placed in these boxes. And the key Stanfield did a great job of it, of avoiding that. He also did a great job of and I hate that I'm saying this really humanizing O'Brien like he 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 brought the reality because the interesting mm-hmm. thing about that movie was it was about him being Judas. 
I know. Sorry if I've like read it. Yeah. over. I'm going to go ahead and cut Jeff off oh. because I don't want to <laughs> spoil it for anybody. Um, you should have seen it by now, man. Oh, man. Just know Lakeith did should, a great job. There's no spoilers. You know this is history. <laughs> this is history, You know though. he's a good actor because I was getting angry at him myself. And so I was like, I forgot that he was acting so I got so pissed off watching the movie. So nevertheless, <sighs> I'm going to let you know our listeners have the opportunity to watch. That's my bad. <laughs> That's my bad. That's my bad. I got excited. I got excited. <laughs> I love Lakeith too. I just love, I just love our black men. Like I just, I just love everything they do. Um, all right, y'all. So I know that y'all are typically used to this being the moment in which we close it out. However, we have a new segment that we're about to start doing. It's called Classes for the Culture with the NYABGs. Um, this was inspired by a multitude of things, but you know, um, we all have recently, those of us with iPhones, no shade, um, have started kind of our nonstop use of the up and coming social networking app that is Clubhouse. Um, and I just want y'all to know, Jordy wants us to tell y'all that we're monetized and official moderators on the app, and we are not. But we do want to give y'all kind of an exclusive insight to just some of the things that like have been coming up lately on the app. And we just chose to um, select a message. And, you know, whenever the three of us get together, we talk all the time outside of this podcast, but we really 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 gotta acknowledge like some of the things that are going on on this app right um so we're gonna do like a brief little class today and the subject for today is gonna be kevin samuels now for those of you who do not know who kevin samuels is i'm gonna respectfully say you need to google him and look him up to see what his self-proclaimed title is because what i'm going to tell you he is is not going to be very nice and i really don't want to get sued for any sort of um defamation because people love to try it right um, but Kevin Samuels is a he's a black man. He lives in someone's apartment next door to Lenox Mall, um, from what I have been told. But he is um someone who says that he is an image consultant or style consultant or something of that nature. And he has a YouTube channel where he offers advice to men and women. Um and you know tells them what they need to do i guess to secure a wife or husband or whatever it is that they want in life and the problem and i do really encourage you all to google him and youtube him you know etc to kind of familiarize yourself with him and his rhetoric and his tone and the way that he speaks to people um the problem with kevin samuels and has been such a hot topic for like about two weeks now is that he um operates on a system of identifying whether or not someone is high value And if that sounds uh, preposterous and laughable, it's because it is, because I've never heard that before I listened to Kevin Samuels. Um, But what he has recently come into the light for, y'all, is basically taking Black women, they go on his show, and they tell him about themselves, you know, tax bracket, um, job, whether or not you have any kids, a little bit about your, you know, your personality, whatever, and what you're looking for. And he has deemed himself somehow appropriate to tell people whether or not they are going to be able to secure what it is that they want. So perfect example is I believe he told one woman that although she made six figures, that because she had a child, that she was not of high value. Therefore, she needed to lower her standards. Right. And then he also tells people that they need to rate themselves and you can't choose to be a seven. And there are people on there who say, I think I'm a 10 and he'll say you're a four at best. And so 
we really want this class to be about, and I mean, Jordan and Dice can kind of like give their opinion on it any time, but we really want this class just to be about acknowledging, you know, how you speak to people and how not to be a Kevin Samuels. And I'm going to leave it at that. And I really do encourage y'all to look him up, to get your laugh for the day, because and also, like, all jokes aside, for any woman out there, because believe it or not, y'all, like, Black women are calling into this show and they are seeking his advice because they do feel like they're in a desperate place, right? And so, you know, if you're listening to our podcast and you're someone who's like that and you're tired of being single and you just, like, want advice, I'm just going to be honest with you, don't go to this man because he's going to tear you down. He's going to tell you you're a four. He's going to tell you it's unrealistic that you want a man who wants to provide. I'm not even going to get into the six figure stuff right now because that's a whole nother podcast conversation, but he's going to tear you down and he's going to try to convince you that you need to settle, um, you know, for the next Pookie or, or Ray Ray, as he likes to say, that comes your way. Um, and, and, you know, as black women, we don't need that. We need to go to people who are going to uplift us so I mean if all else fails um, write us on IG me me, Dice and Jordan will you know have a little session with you but don't go to Kevin Samuels okay anything y'all want to add to that little culture class well all I want to say is um, Kevin Samuels is also not someone to be praised by the men um, I know you two are happily married on this podcast so y'all can definitely talk about you know some of the ways that your husband's got you but all I can say is as a single woman if some man were to talk to me the way that Kevin Samuels talks to the women that you know call in for his advice um it would not fly like a lot of the things that he's implementing or causing some of the men to believe is just not correct and that's definitely not how we're going to go forth and be fruitful within the black community and continue to produce some more melanated babies okay so guys let's just be kind to each other and um yeah let's let's cancel kevin samuels i'm joking but for real like don't don't go listen to kevin samuels because it's just it's not what's up yeah, I mean, I'd let my husband like kind of listen to a little bit of um one of the videos and he said he listened to one like on his own and on his own and he thought it was a joke. Like he said he listened to like five minutes, he had to cut it off. Like I, I feel like in all reality, I mean, if you're on Clubhouse, then you know. Like people sometimes are gonna say things that are gonna make them popular or whatever, but I feel like any real man with some sense knows you're not about to get nowhere, not with any black woman that I know talking to women the way that Kevin Samuels talks to women. Not no not a woman of of, of substance. I mean, you might get one, but is she going to be what you claim you and your high value self so-called deserve? I don't think so. But um, I mean, as far as advice to the men, Jordan, I mean, my, my husband just got me by being a gentleman, by like showing that he um, thought it was cool to want a family by showing that he thought it was cool to like show that chivalry isn't dead um just by being nice by being funny not by being an asshole so that he can seem like he doesn't have feelings and doesn't want people to judge him um i mean he's happily married meanwhile everybody who's taking kevin samuel's advice is still looking for somebody so i don't know y'all i mean i've always had divorces as well two two divorces and don't pay child support so I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, he's, he's very divisive. Like he's very, um, yeah. 
divisive and more than beneficial, more than, I don't know, he doesn't add to the culture is what I'm getting at. And so I feel like the more attention we give him, um, the higher of a pedestal that we place him in to either do good with his power or do bad. And so far we've just been seeing him do bad. So I don't know why we would continue to keep giving him that power and platform. Um, so, you know, today's segment is just to kind of like, warn, not warn everybody, but just have people be like mindful of the things that they either intentionally or like unconsciously allow in um, whenever they're receiving advice or just doing things for fun. You know? Yeah, I think I think warn is a great word because there are women who have spoken out and said like they have had suicidal thoughts after talking to this man. So I think Warren is the, the perfect way to put that. Um, Jeff or Dice, y'all have anything to add to our culture class for today? Jeff, you can go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't heard the male perspective on Kevin, so go ahead. <laughs> um, well, damn. Uh, well, I don't want to represent all of us, but I mean, he, Kevin said... <sighs> To, this is going to sound bad, but Kevin Samuels, what he reminds me of is that uncle that you know is going to embarrass you, but you love because he's that one that kind of will always be that that confidant for you, like regardless of what it is. At least he, he that's what that's what he identifies for me. But at the same time, what he does say in, in some aspects is problematic and he's. Definitely not adding to the culture, but the 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 counter to that is there are those that will respond to it. Like it's not much that we can do to to really stop it. You as long as it's shown that it'll work, people are going to respond to it. So it is good, like what Jordan is saying, what you all are saying is to like keep an eye out for it and to be mindful of it. But that's that's just something that's gonna be a part of our reality for a while. It's just it's just there are gonna be people who speak in a way that is that is considered harsh or considered that's gonna be more against the status quo, but it's just always gonna be there. So if we address it, we need to make sure that we address it across the board. You know what I mean? And I kind of want to make sure that we see that energy towards people because because what I see to find like like and you see this a lot with hip hop is we crucify our own really harder than than others that do the same thing, if not worse. You know what I mean? Like we're quick to kind of jump on Kevin Samuels, but the people who appropriate our culture or enter into their fa- their fame and fortune with our culture, you know, sh- you know, putting it up there, they're just acting out. They're just clowns. They're just this, that, and a third. Like we make fun of them until they get big. Then they piss us off because they show their true colors. You know what I'm saying? Like six, nine and all these other people like that. You know what I'm saying? We, we need to make sure that we show that same level of scrutiny, if not more across the board. You know what I'm saying? If we are going to be attacking people for how they address things, how they go about things, their character or what they do to the culture, we need to make sure that the others that are benefiting or using the culture for their own personal gain, especially if they don't have the the traumas or the burdens of our culture. Like we need to make sure that we we hold them to the same light if we are going to be like going after people like that. Yeah. No, no, no. You didn't you didn't say anything wrong. Um, Dice, did you have anything you wanted to add? No, I think that that summed it up perfectly. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think Jeff is right, though. Like, we do have to make sure we're keeping the same energy um, across the board. And so, I mean, that's something to think about. And I've heard that in a couple of clubhouse rooms. People say, like, why y'all ain't on City Girls like that? And it's like, okay, the difference is Carisha is not, like, asking men to call in to her on live and, like, tell him how, them how trash they are. Like, yeah, you know, they got their little taglines and songs or whatever, but it's completely different. Um, but I do, but I do feel Jeff on what he's saying. And I do think that's something that like a lot of people probably need to hear. It's like, okay, but are you keeping the same energy across the board? Um, 
I just I just have a bias against this man because, I mean, selfishly, he out here telling women that they're not going to find a husband because they're not a size four. And I mean, I can attest to this. Dice can attest to this. But I ain't never been skinny. I ain't never had no problem getting nobody I ever truly wanted. So this rhetoric, like this nonsense is just I'm not here for it. But yeah. Yeah, I agree, I man. Wanna... You can't be putting your personal preferences out there on everybody else. Exactly. Maybe it's like everybody's preference, and that's not true. I want to clear up that I take him as a joke. By the way, I ain't want to make it seem like I agree with what he was saying. I just oh, need no, to make yeah, sure no, that was very clear. Joke. Like I don't be taking him serious. Like he, you know, <laughs> he is a joke. I don't necessarily believe. Like I'm not one to believe that the way that he interacts with women or or anybody is is the way to kind of go about it. It's just again, we just got to watch yeah. out if we are going to be looking at that. AKA Jeff said, y'all do not come find him on Clubhouse and harass him in these rooms and say you find me anywhere or anywhere harass me in no way. It's not going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) Don't harass me in no way. It's not going to be good. Don't come for him over Kevin Samuels. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, that is our culture class for today. Thank you so much, Jeff, for joining us. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple for immediate alerts every time new episodes air. We also want to invite you guys to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at NYABGPod. Also, visit our brand new sparkly and shiny website. It's NYABGPodcast.com and we will see y'all on the next episode. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.